0: Welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with Mental Health
1: America of Wisconsin. We're your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week, through intimate, candid conversations with guests, we explore different perspectives on and experiences of depression. We keep it real because the illness is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you.
0: We are not experts or therapists. We are sisters and best friends who live with depression and have learned that hearing others speak openly and without shame makes it easier to believe depression is a common and treatable illness, not a personal failing. You are far from alone. Hello, Bridget. Hi, Terry. September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, and today, the 10th, is World Suicide Prevention Day. We've produced numerous episodes on the topic, including ways for reaching out for help, ways to reach in and offer help, the power of listening and compassion, school district efforts to reduce deaths, as well as the personal stories of several suicide loss and
1: suicide attempt survivors. In discussing what we could add to the conversation this year, we asked ourselves what message might have gotten through to us when we were in depression's clutches. And what topped our list was the number of attempt survivors who've talked about their instant regret and will to live after following through with their plan to end their lives. One of the most
0: publicized of those stories comes from Kevin Hines. He's one of few people who has survived a suicide attempt from the Golden Gate Bridge. He has repeatedly shared that the very second his hands cleared the bridge's rail, he knew that he had made an irreversible mistake. Severely injured, he prayed in the waters below that he would be rescued.
1: It's a really crucial point to take in. There is a critical difference between wanting to stop the pain, wanting to stop feeling like a worthless burden, and wanting to actually die. And while depression may work hard to present those as the only two options, they absolutely are not. Talk to your doctor, therapist, a friend who's gone through it, somebody like today's guest, Janine Rivers. This episode is an introduction to Janine. We want you to hear her empowered, reflective, mature self before next week when you'll hear about her darkest day and suicide attempt. Here is Janine giving her voice to depression. Tell me why you decided to do this if this is
2: new. Uh, I think it's about having courage. I think I'm at a, a new level of, of courage to discuss things that most people would be embarrassed to talk about that is really, I'm finding, a common issue among many of us as women and men, and people are walking around ignoring it and not owning their own stuff. So I always pride myself in owning everything about me. So it's time to talk about Janine's issue with depression and her history. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, let's do it. I always tell people that my life is an open book. Here we are. If your life is an open book, you have to be able, be willing to discuss Every aspect of your life. I don't want any skeletons in my closet. I want the mom to come out dressed all cute. <laughs> I don't want my skeletons to haunt anybody. I don't want to be a phony or a fraud. I just want to be real as, it, as, it, as I possibly can.
1: With that as her intention, Janine got very real, discussing her upbringing, diagnosis, treatment choices, suicide attempt, regret, and recovery. She shared so much, so clearly, that in the spirit of Suicide Prevention Month, we decided to spread her story over two episodes.
2: We start at the beginning. You know what, I believe that I've always known it as, we say, depression, since I was, I'm going to say 10, 10 years old. Those feelings of feeling inadequate, of not being able to sleep at night and worrying about going to school the next day, um, having this feeling of just ickiness and not totally understanding what it was until I grew older and I could see it in my mother and other relatives. For for me, it's so it's interesting. I was thinking about this morning. Depression for me began when the toxic people, the monsters, came. That's what I, I say. I was this happy kid. I was this happy kid. And then all of a sudden the toxic voices came.
1: Reading now from an essay she recently wrote about her childhood.
2: By the time I was seven, I knew I was different. A free-spirited rebel with a dream. I wanted to be on the inside of the TV singing with Shirley Temple, Judy Garland, and the Jackson Five. I made my dream a reality by holding concerts in our basement for the neighborhood children, dressing up like my favorite Motown stars and singing along with their recordings. Janine was and is a bright light with a
1: big voice. Even as a child, she won music awards and freely shared her talent. At 10, her parents became Jehovah's Witnesses. Suddenly, there was a new set of rules restricting her actions and very self.
2: How could a dream that seemed like destiny turn so topsy-turvy? This religious organization controlled our beliefs and actions and it changed our family traditions. Association with friends and even relatives outside of our religion was strongly discouraged. Education beyond high school, voting, and celebrating holidays was also forbidden. As a Jehovah's Witness, my thoughts and ideals were so tightly controlled that by the time I turned 12, I felt sick inside, depressed, and lost. I was a robot in a glass tower, and Janine with her music was inside screaming to get out. A break came when I was 15 and someone asked me to sing for a gathering. I was ecstatic. I gave a stellar performance, and the response from the crowd was thrilling. Unfortunately, Janine says, the elders within Kingdom
1: Hall were not thrilled. They told her parents it wasn't wise for her to pursue such worldly glorification.
2: I died inside that day, not understanding what I had done wrong, and I felt both confused and angry. How could I be born with a gift and then be told not to use it? I began to hear a whisper inside me say, Janine, get out, run. But how? I was only 15. That voice returns later in
1: Janine's journey and saves her life. But at this age, the external voices were still the loudest.
2: But there was always people that would tell me how ugly I was, how fat I was, how, how dark I, my skin was, how just I was just too black. Or there was always somebody there that always tell me, you act so white, and why do you talk that way? I've had a lot of, of verbal abuse in my life. And when you're a child and you have people in your life Mm -hmm. that you are supposed to trust, you believe them.
1: Yeah.
2: And then you start to doubt doubt yourself. And it took a long time for me to finally realize I'm not all those things, but every so often those voices are in the back of my head. And I have to still fight with them. The, the, The tape recorder plays, but it doesn't play as loud as it used to. Yeah.
1: What do you do when that starts to quiet it, to, to uh,
2: regain you? <sighs> what do I do to quiet? Well, I do my prayer, I do my meditation, I do my reading. And I really have to do a lot of self-talk. I had gotten, I found in the last year and a half, I had gotten kind of lazy with it. But I'm finding my focus again. I get up in the morning literally, and when I lay there, the first thing I, you know I say, I thank myself for being here. I thank, I thank my higher power, and then I have to remind myself that we all start out just think about this, we all start out in the same place. We all start out as these cute, innocent babies, OK? And then something happens along the way. I don't believe that you're born being depressed. When you you have these people that come into your life, you have you know, and they and they try to take all that beauty from you. You have to remember who you are. You have to have faith and confidence.
1: And you have to use that faith and confidence, Janine says, to challenge and reprogram those toxic messages, whether they're coming from internal
2: or external bullies. So you really have to talk those voices out of your head. Every time a voice tells me Janine, are you gonna? I, are, are you gonna get it together, girl? Or Janine, you still have more weight to lose? Or Janine, put some makeup on because you you're not that pretty without it. You know what I tell myself? I say to myself, I am beautiful. I get up in the morning and I look in the mirror and I go, you know, you know, girl, you're you, you're looking pretty good today. Nice. And I keep on pushing. And I keep t- letting myself n- know all of the wonderful things that I've accomplished in my life. Got my music degree when I was 48. I raised a beautiful daughter. I've had two great careers. That I have the power to be anybody that I want to, and I have a power to get rid of all of those toxic voices. So it's a, it's about knowing who you are as a person, learning to love yourself, and talking to yourself and and shutting those other voices up. That's how it's been for me. Okay, admit it. There are at least a few of you
1: listening thinking if Janine's depression was as bad as yours, she'd understand you can't just speak affirmations in a mirror. Trust us, she knows that. But we wanted to start with today, Janine, so that next week, when she shares about her diagnosis and near-fatal suicide attempt, you'll remember how she sounds now. 30 years later, 30 years she would not have experienced if things had gone as she had planned that spring day.
2: Is there a song that you would be willing to sing a bit of? I sing the same song all the time, and I need to explain to people why I do. One of the people that was my worst horror growing up, I hate to say, was my grandmother. For whatever reason, she didn't like me, so she was the most verbally abusive. But yet at the same time, she gave me the most beautiful gift. One day, when I was 8 years old, she came home with an album. And it was the original soundtrack from *Porgy and Bess* with Dorothy Landrich and um, Sidney Poitier. So, summertime has a, yes. a special meaning for me now because that was the one kind, the kindest thing that she ever did for me mm-hmm. was CD, and then the lyrics. Summertime. Band, and the cotton is high. Oh, we are daddy's rich, and your mama's good looking. So hush, little baby, don't you cry. Just that first verse alone. No matter what you're feeling, every day is summertime. You just, that song, look at the positivity. It doesn't say, it doesn't tell you that your mom is is beautiful, but she's doing this and she's doing that. It's not telling you that the weather. It's telling you, it's a positive song. It's telling you what your life can look like if you choose. And if you're in a position that you're not able to choose because whatever may be going on, Mm I just believe that somewhere you're gonna find your own version of what's real and good. And there's always, you know, with with, with mental illness, or whatever, there's, almost, there's always layers and layers and layers of pain there. It's helping people get past that so that they can wanna live healthy and whatever version of that, that is for them, whether it's medication or whatever, it's there. People have to realize it's there. Wow, layers of
1: pain indeed. But I love that she says it's there, and think about the, you know, she talked about her careers, her faith, her confidence, her child, her music career, and that beautiful voice that could have been silenced. Talk about giving a voice to depression.
0: Yeah, what a voice it is. Mm -hmm. Because it's National Suicide Prevention Day, I think that... I would like to put forth a kindness challenge or, or something like that Terry, you know, <laughs> where it. we really acknowledge the impact and power and magnitude of small gestures, acts of kindness, you know, a look, a word, you know, grazing somebody's hand, saying thank you, acknowledging the impact that somebody has on your moment or on your day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but what if we all just committed to, to doing that, to that small little bit of kindness and just sprinkling it around like hardcore today. I like it.
1: I Let's like it every it. day, but we'll start with today.
0: Yeah, I like every day better too, but yeah, one step at a time. <laughs> and I think that checking in on a strong friend um, or maybe, you know, thanking the person that you've relied on to be part of your support system should be included in this mm-hmm. seed, seed sprinkling. Mm-hmm think we tend to forget about the strong friends how you doing bridge uh i love you so much jerry <laughs> love you I'm, too. Good. I'm, I'm good i'm good too. thank you for asking i'm good too well janine thank you so much for sharing your newly found courage and your beautiful beautiful voice with us
1: and we will hear more from you next week